It's time for us to talk television and film and some of the developments in the streaming world. You may have seen Showmax is bigger and better. They've certainly rebranded. Netflix is making some uh, different choices around uh, prioritizing quality over quantity. And they also have movements at Amazon Prime. And to talk to us about some of these developments in the world of streaming, we're joined on the line by independent TV and film critic Tienes Ferreira. Tienes, a very good morning to you. Good to have you on the show. Hello there. Good morning. So this morning, quite a big, I guess, announcement around uh, Showmax. Uh, they're saying that they're bigger and better. And the new Showmax, I guess Showmax 2.0, is coming next month. What do we know about the all new or bigger and better Showmax? Oh, good. So much drama. Let's start with that one. So from Tuesday in the App Store, you're going to see that uh, a new Showmax app is available and MultiChoice is going to start to migrate people over from uh, the current existing or the old app to Mm -hmm. the new one. They've spent a lot of money because they want to more effectively compete with two places or three places, and that's Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Disney+. Plus. So Mm -hmm. they've spent a lot of money over the past year to ramp up their content slate. They're going to debut 21 new original shows from serial killers to youth dramas to whatever. And they uh, are dropping the price, which is obviously uh, also to undercut Netflix. So the price is dropping from 99 Rand to uh, 89 Rand. They are making English Premier League available, which is sort of like a world first for streaming uh, as a package, just so you can just get uh, EPL uh, on your mobile devices like a separate Showmax package. Um, and they're sort of uh, changing over, I won't make it too technical, but they're using the Peacock, which is a streaming platform in America of NBC Universal. They're using their platform. So it's looking a little bit more streamlined. I played around on it a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um, and the verticals, which is sort of like those categories that you see where they would go like, this is drama, this is this, this is that. They're making it a little bit easier because um, I know it's one of your frustrations and it's for me as well. There's all of the stuff, but you don't know what really is new sometimes or where to find what or whatever. So they're mm-hmm. introducing a few better categories and you can also sort of search one of the rows is also according to studio. So you might know, oh, I only really want to watch HBO stuff or I really only want to watch uh, uh, things from Warner Brothers mm-hmm. or uh, from NBC or whatever. So it's going to look a little bit better. It work, it feels a little bit more fluid. Um, so sort of a little bit more house cleaning from Showmax to um, make the app look better, have the experience be a little bit better and uh, hopefully grow their subscriber base as well. Do we know how big that subscri- subscriber base is currently? They don't want to tell us. I ask. They don't want to tell us. And I, uh, they also don't give uh, ratings or uh, hours viewed. I ask that as well. They, they don't, still don't want to give us that. Um, what we've seen from the streamers is they are becoming a little bit more open in terms of their uh, subscriber numbers and also their ratings because it's something that the advertising community uh, wants and uh, we who track the industry uh, require to be able to really tell you this is really uh, a hit 
this is really a popular show or whatever. Uh, and they told me on Monday, not yet, but um, I suppose they are moving. Uh, the pressure is growing. So eventually they will have to tell us exactly how many subscribers they have and, mm-hmm. and what's like the popular content. So, of course, uh, a platform that does tell us certainly what the hours are or you know how much time is spent watching is Netflix. And they're also seeming to uh, go in, in a different direction um, to try re- remain competitive. Tell us about what Netflix is up to. Also very interesting because isn't one of the things also that irritates a lot of people when you watch stuff and it feels like uh, a B-movie experience. So Netflix in terms of also ramping up and having had these cabillions of dollars to just uh, give Shonda Rhimes the output deal and uh, commission Ryan Reynolds to do stuff has now decided to also rein in uh, the spending a little bit. They're still going to uh, spend a lot of money, although a little bit less, and they're going to uh, curate a more higher quality experience. So instead of maybe rolling out a movie a week like a Hallmark movie of the week, they're going to focus on lessening it a little bit but trying to like more higher quality projects so that they sort of ramp up the, the prestige content experience in terms of like what uh, HBO has always done and things like that. Um, so um, it, it won't really be that noticeable because there is already so much content and they will continue to produce a lot of content, but they will maybe take a little bit more time, have it bake in the oven a little bit more before taking that TV show and that film out mm-hmm. and um giving it to us for public consumption. Yeah. And it also seems some movement with Amazon Prime. So much drama and scandal behind the scenes. They have announced that they are stopping completely the uh, any new African originals two years after they came to uh, Almighty Content and said they're also going to do local content. They're firing the team's content and executive teams in Nigeria and in South Africa. Prime Video will still stay here, but a lot of angry producers who say they are devastated and depressed and quite sad and that promises were made uh, that's not being kept by Amazon. So I think the story is going to evolve, but uh, a quite a shocking announcement uh, mm. there this week. I think that's an interesting development. Tienis, as always, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. That's independent TV and film critic Tennis Ferreira joining us this morning. Coming up, your chance to win uh, a set of tickets to see Leila Hathaway at the Teatro at Monte Casino. Give us a call on 011-883-0702. But first, your latest Eyewitness News at 8. This, this is Eyewitness News. Joburg CBD building fire claims two lives and Justin Timberlake is back. Good morning, I'm Juliet Newell. Two people have died in the Johannesburg CBD after a fire gutted a residential building on Commissioner Street this morning. Emergency services responded to the blaze earlier after they received reports of a building on fire. 
At least five people have been injured, with several others losing all their possessions in the fire. Eyewitnesses say the fire started at five o'clock this morning, with emergency services extinguishing the fire just moments ago. EMS is still on the scene, scarring the building for any other fatalities. The cause of the fire has not been established as yet. Meanwhile, the Johannesburg Metro Police Department's urging motorists to use alternative routes. Here's Olani Fiedler. JMPD officers have secured the scene by blocking off the roadway at Nugget and Commissioner Street and at Nugget and Fox Street. Motorists are urged to exercise caution to avoid the road closures and to use alternative routes. Rizam Zanzi's national leader Songhezo Zibi has taken multiple swipes at current and former ANC leaders as he urges South Africans to look through the political gimmicks. While Zibi only called President Cyril Ramaphosa by name, his disdain of former President Jacob Zuma and former ANC Secretary General Ace Mahashule is clear. Zibi delivered his party's first ever manifesto yesterday as a new player in the political landscape attempts to woo voters ahead of the fast-approaching general elections. Tzidi Madia reports. For Songhez or ZB, South Africa's future is under threat. He's told party supporters that the seeds of this crisis were planted back in 2005 by politicians who did not want to be held accountable. He lambasted President Cyril Ramaphosa for his recent comments that only the ANC can provide social grants to the impoverished, but leveled even harsher criticism against him for his political decisions. This includes having stayed on, serving as Jacob Zuma's deputy, while state institutions were being hollowed out. They destroyed the Scorpions so they could not be investigated. They destroyed the NPA so they could not be prosecuted. They destroyed SARS so they could get away without paying tax. ZB says his party, barely a year old, will only appoint the best qualified people to serve in government. It is not a government of the cadres, by the cadres, for the cadres. Several other parties are yet to deliver their manifestos to voters in the hope of growing their following at the polls. C.D. Madia, Eyewitness News. Student activist Bonging Korsi Kanyile has a new political home following failed stints in the Patriotic Alliance and the EFF. Kanyile was unveiled as the latest addition to Umkonto Wesizwe yesterday, a newly formed party backed by former ANC President Jacob Zuma. Kanyile, a fees-must-fall convict and alleged July unrest instigator, was recently expelled by the PA for showing face at an MK rally in KZN. At the time, he denied plans to jump ship to join who he calls his political mentor and father figure Jacob Zuma within the ranks of the MK party. But after failing to overturn his expulsion from the PA, Kanyila has now been named the MK's national coordinator and youth leader. Soon after the announcement, Kanyile posted a video on his social media dressed in MK party regalia reiterating his support for Zuma ahead of this year's general elections. In the video, he seemingly addresses Zuma's ineligibility to run for a third term in office. Take a listen. Zuma Zuma won't be uh, on the ballot. IEC says what? Zuma is going to be on the ballot. Zuma is going to be on the ballot. I'm telling you. We are coming in full force. We are coming by fire, by force. We are landing like thunder. Now we no longer sleep. We only sleep for one hour. 
And finally, it seems like Justin Timberlake's back on the music scene and fans are ecstatic. The 42-year-old singer and actor has shared a 33-second clip of his new single, Selfish. He also performed the song at the Orpheum Theatre in Memphis, Tennessee. Here's a snippet. Timberlake also shared a video teaser early on Friday for everything.